band pre-recorded. This is the Red Ticket Blues Podcast. I am Brian Buckley. This is being recorded on June 1st to hit the internet's on June 2nd. How's everybody doing? Come on, the week's getting there. You're almost there. Come on, good job. Good job. Uh, You can listen to all the other podcasts and never miss an episode if you uh, subscribe on iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, YouTube, and Google Play. Yes, Google Play. I'm hip. I'm current. I'm with it. And uh, follow me on Twitter at BrianBuck13 at RedTicketBlue. So the whole schedule's been messed up. Yes, it, the whole thing has been messed up this week. Why Why am I getting a podcast now? Why is your, your voice? Why didn't you hear anything on Tuesday? Why was there a podcast? Just shut up and listen. Christ almighty. So it all had to do with the Western Conference Finals. Okay, the Western Conference Finals, it was Monday night. Normally when I record the podcast to be released for Tuesday for your listening pleasure. Stupid bottle caps. Um... And yes, it went to a Game 7. So let's start there. Let's start with the Western Conference Finals of the NBA Finals. And it was the Golden State Warriors and the Oklahoma City Thunder. And it should have never gotten to a Game 7, right? Right? Oklahoma City up 3-1. to one. You're thinking, wow, the Warriors are going down. Their cute little game of dancing and posturing and just having a good old time, which they're completely allowed to do. A little too cocky for my taste because I'm a cranky old man. But nonetheless, the Thunder looked like they were ready to advance. Now, when they went up 3-1, I thought, this is looking really good for the Thunder. This is looking good for the erratic Russell Westbrook, the stoic, and as we also learned, also erratic Kevin Durant. Looking for going ahead, and all of a sudden, the emergence, the emergence of Steven Adams. They were ready to take out the world champs, the ones with the attitude. Draymond Green has never agreed with a foul call in his life. Got bitches and moans. He should have been teed up several times. He should be suspended for the first game of the finals. But come on, that'll take away. They actually wouldn't take away from that much. Stephen Curry and Clay Thompson are still playing. But come on, we, we want the full teams, right? I mean, you're thinking, wow, this looks good. In the back of my head, though, I'm not going to lie. I, I got in my head. I thought they, they would have taken the series. Because that's what you do when you talk about sports. It has to be a take with a gun to your head. But we all know the mental makeup of Oklahoma City Thunder. And unfortunately for them, it reared their head. It reared its ugly head again. There you go. So all of those games, Game 5, Game 6, Game 7. Game 7, they were up 4 with, uh, you know, 2 something left. Golden State's too good. There's, it's twofold here. The Thunder, when they get up with a big lead, they stop doing, excuse me, what they're good at. They start taking terrible shots. No passing. Nobody under the basket for these awful shots. Erratic, off-balance, ill-advised shots from every player on the team. Most of them coming from Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant. I mean, Kevin Durant. You know what it was, it was almost like? It was, it was jealous that Steph Curry was spotting up for 30-footers. So he was doing that, too. And Russell Westbrook just going to the lane, throwing the ball up and hoping for something. And all of a sudden, the Warriors' defense really kicked in, too. And like I said, it was twofold. Well, the other side is Golden State's that good. You know, Golden State is that good. Give them daylight. They're going to take it. And Klay Thompson, what? I forget which game. is the game. Six, 11 three-pointers. Steph Curry, all of a sudden, well, he's no longer 70% anymore. He's 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 much better. He's much better. 93 pointers in that series from the Golden State Warriors. 90 and 60-plus coming from Klay Thompson and Stephen Curry. The Thunder, they had to play a great game, and they didn't. 
because part of the part, part, like I said, part of the game is you have to have Golden State off their game. So when you play like shit, when you go away from what you've been doing, and here's another thing, and this is a total Monday morning quarterback in it. This is hindsight up the ass. Is Cantor nowhere to be seen in Game Seven? Well, Robertson, Robertson were struggling. I don't know. That, that that that's that's my X's and O's hot take there. Maybe he should have played a little bit. I don't know if a big lineup really would have done anything against that. At that point, Golden State was just hitting threes everywhere. They they, don't, they are such bad shots too. Some of them from Steph Curry, they are terrible shots, but they go in. And you've heard this echoed a million times. There is going to be a generation of children taking terrible shots over and over again because Steph Curry does it. Steph Curry does it. I want to be like Steph Curry, so I'm going to shoot from my navel 50 feet away. Why isn't that going in? I don't know, coach. I should be able to do it. But nonetheless, uh, the Oklahoma City are left to ponder their future. Where will Kevin Durant go? Many think that he will sign a one-year deal because after that, the NBA salary cap will go up. But who knows? You hear the rumors of him going to Boston. I don't know if that's a great idea. I mean, there's something about that Boston team that I like. There's no superstars, but in order to make that next step, there's got to be a superstar. I hate saying this, but is is Kevin Durant any... Is, is he basically Carmelo Anthony? He's a one-dimensional player who, you know, can't live up to the big moment and the big spot. Hey, hey, Carmelo didn't have this. I'm just saying. All of a sudden, their similarities are a little closer. But anyways, the Thunder are in our... They're, they're, in, they're in the rear view. The Thunder... That's as far as they'll ever get. They will never get any farther. Um, but they're in the rear view. As long as Golden State is there and intact somewhat with that team, there's no way Oklahoma City is going any farther. I'll say that right now. Very, very bold stand. But we move forward to the NBA Finals, which starts Thursday night. You may be listening to this on Thursday. It starts tonight, then, if that's the case. It is the Cleveland Cavaliers versus the aforementioned Golden State Warriors. And I think it was three to two favorites, the Golden State Warriors. LeBron James not happy with that. I think he called it absurd or ridiculous. Is a rematch from last year. Of course, Golden State beating the Cleveland Cavaliers. Although this year, LeBron has healthy reinforcements, which he did not have last year. Kevin Love and a healthy Kyrie Irving for now. And I think he only had him for, what, a game and a half last year. So I had Mark Medina, who is the uh, Los Angeles Lakers beat writer for the LA Daily News on the podcast yesterday. Oh, you didn't know? Oh, you did Well, maybe you should listen. Because I asked him, I said, do the Cavaliers have any chance? And he said, this game's going, this series is going seven. I was a little taken back by that. What do you think? Is this going seven? I think Golden State's going to win. I will be rooting for Cleveland. And I'll tell you why. I think I already told you why. One part. Golden State's got too cocky for their own good, in my mind. Oh, Brian, basketball can't be fun anymore, huh? No, no, no. There's something. There's an arrogance that goes beyond fun. They're not the Miami Heat, the villainous, just make you live and die. You can't stand them. I mean, there's a certain hate level to the Miami Heat that there's not even close. They're not even matched to the Golden State Warriors. But something about them you, you want to leave. And I'm a sucker. Watch that Believe Land documentary about Cleveland, about their tortured fan base, about how they're losers. So part of that wants me to see the Cleveland Cavaliers do something. 
you know, that being when a, a, a NBA Finals. The uh, the Cavaliers, LeBron James has already started his, uh, I don't know why he has to do this. It's The guy, this is his sixth straight Finals and his second straight with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Seventh overall Finals. That's a pretty damn good career. 13 years, seven, seven Finals appearances. But he's already talking with his, he, he tries way too hard to make a, a sound bite like stick and be poignant and and just memorable. It's, dude, do, do you think anyone gives a shit about sound bites? Just stop. No one is going, you know what? Hey, did you hear that quote from LeBron? Wow. You know, that's the kind of guy you really, you really want to get behind. That was a really good quote. And here it is. I don't really get involved in the pressure thing. I was a statistic that was supposed to go the other way growing up in an inner city. Already bringing it back, bringing it back. And that one wasn't even that bad. We're waiting for the other ones where he has to say, I got to put the city of Cleveland on my back. You know, LeBron is laughed at a lot. And it's many times because of the things that come out of his mouth. On the, on the court, how can you laugh at him? The guy is the guy is the best player in the world. Steph Curry is an amazing shooter, maybe the best ever, amazing score. LeBron is the best basketball player in the world and possibly will be the best ever play the game. However, you know, it's funny. We associate Cleveland with just such loserdom. Uh, well, your life sucks. Well, at least you're not from Cleveland. Ah, great point. When LeBron gets behind such a city mired in loserdom, it only makes the legend of the laughable LeBron even more so. My problem with this series is I don't know. I I think Cleveland's going to have no issue scoring. I don't think that's going to be an issue at all. I don't know who they're going to have to run around and try to guard Clay Thompson and Steph Curry. I don't know if they have the firepower to do that. And another thing that I cannot wait, not cannot wait, it's not that I cannot wait. All right, I can't wait to see is Kevin Love be exposed on a national stage for the entire, well, it's always on a national stage, I got it, but in a standalone national NBA finals, because Kevin Love, I dislike Kevin Love a enormous amount, a guy who forced his way to Cleveland to then bitch and moan about his role that he wasn't being involved enough. You fucking idiot. You came to Cleveland where LeBron James plays and you want a more active part in the offense. Shut your mouth, okay? Go back to Minnesota. Be irrelevant. Be one of those guys say, man, if you get him on a good team, you never know what can happen. Well, we kind of found out what happened. He's not that good. He plays no defense. He's a whiner. And he just disappears at games. Now, Kyrie Irving, you know, he disappears too. You want to be a superstar, you can't disappear for four points, three rebounds. Kevin Love. And Kyrie Kyrie Irving, he does it sometimes too, but not nearly to the extent that a Kevin Love does on a more consistent basis. So it should be a good series. I'm going to say Warriors in six. Uh, I hope I'm wrong. But, hey, we'll be watching every game, waiting for all the... uh, Boy, no, you're not going to see that. LeBron... Are you going to see that LeBron and Draymond matchup? Because th- those are two guys that, boy, they're, they're going to touch each other. And they're both going to be, they're just going to stop playing and run to the ref. It, it'll be like two two siblings yelling to their parents. Oh, no, he touched me. He touched me. So it should be good. should be good. So that is the NBA Finals. And then we all know what happened in the Eastern Conference Finals, which I, which, you know, I expected, uh, I expected what? I expected five games. But Toronto was able to win another game. So five games. No, six games, Cleveland took care of business. So, All right, so what are we drinking on tonight? We are drinking 
I'm drinking a Lagunitas, the Waldo's special ale. And I'll, I knew this was a little strong, but once I started pouring it here, this is the 2016 one hitter series. Nice. Um, alcohol by volume, 11.5%. 11.5%. I could hear my mother right now. Brian, you have work tomorrow. 11.5%. This, I'll tell you, with beer that gets to that point, it's like, why are we even trying to make it beer anymore? You're getting to the point where it's like liquor. I mean, I'll, let's 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 go in here. Let's see. I mean, it's good. It tastes like a regular. It tastes tastes like a regular uh, IPA of sorts, and it's just the alcohol is so strong all around your mouth. It's like you're having some bourbon or. Lagunitas, always very good, and obviously I'm going to continue drinking this. So. I think I had some dogfish romantic chemistry before, and I said to my wife, it's just like us, and she glared at me, and I backed away. She had a knife in her hand. She was cutting bread. So, um, All right, let, let's, let's move on from basketball, and we'll jump into the story that is gripping the nation. Well, you, you know the story. All the violence in Chicago. I think there's been 141 murders. I think 69 in the month of 69, 60-something in the month of May. And I think there were like 60-something people just shot this Memorial Day weekend. All those people dead. All those people injured. And wait a minute. I don't really know if it is the nation's biggest story. You may have heard about it, but it's probably on the, really, probably wasn't the top news, was it? Oh, right. A gorilla was killed. Oh, right. Gorillas... Are a they are more important than humans. We all we didn't care about anybody fucking killed in Chicago, but gorilla. Not even those same people probably going through the newspaper. Oh, oh, it was a drive-by shooting. Oh, that's terrible. Oh, oh god, a four-year-old was struck by a stri- honey. Did did you see this with the four-year-old? That's that's just terrible. How would you like to be that? That oh god, that's awful. Oh god. Well, yeah, we got to move on, I guess, right? Holy shit, a gorilla was killed. Oh, my God. Call everyone. So I'm sure we all know about Harambe. Rest in peace. I'll be missing you. Um, The 18-year-old gorilla at the Cincinnati Zoo where a youngster, I guess, climbed over a wall, then through some bushes and fell down into a moat of the gorilla pit. Where Harambe, an enormous, uh, I don't know, is it lowland, eastern, western, lowland gorilla? He's a big motherfucker, all right? Uh, Silverback gorilla, enormous. And several times I've heard from sources, uh, like Mike Francesa, that he can crush a coconut with one hand. I mean, that's that's just some power right there. Power, power, power. (laughs) Um, So what happened? I'm telling you all this story like you don't know, but I'm going to tell you anyway. So what happened? People didn't know what to do. He was he was dragging the kid around, but he, at the same time, he looked to be comforting him. So at that point, Cincinnati Zoo decided to take the kill shot, take him out. Harambe dead. R.I.P. 2016. Um, so, child is fine. Gorilla's dead. A nation mourns. But a nation is full of hot takes up the ass. So, as you all know, let, let, let's start here, because as you all know, 
Harambe's name is Swahili for come together in unity for a common cause, a common cause of pissing everyone the fuck off with their stupid hot takes. So let's start with the first one. Um, We shouldn't have killed the gorilla. Well, we should because they are a wild animal that can rip every bone of your in your body apart in a nanosecond. Okay, these people say, oh, well, he looked calm. He looked calm. They they should have tempted him with fruit or or hit him with a tranquilizer. Tranquilizer would make this massive beast go nuts, like they said. And who knows what could have happened to that kid? Okay, I actually someone said on Twitter, um, they were talking about something. It should have hit him with a tranquilizer. And I don't even know why I responded. You get into arguments with people that value an animal life over a human life. And uh, you're just asking for trouble. So we were talking calmly. And uh, at this point, I think the person said, I said, you know what? It, I even over-dramatized. I think I said, it's a tragedy the gorilla was killed. Which, listen, I'm sorry that it was killed. Maybe a tragedy was probably a little too strong. But I'm sorry the gorilla was killed. But I think it would have been a bigger tragedy if, if a human had died. And this person said, oh, how human-centric of you. How human? What the... How human-centric. I, first of all, I didn't know that expression existed. And second of all, I said, yes, I'm guilty. I'm human-centric. I value a human over an ape. Lock me up and throw away the key. I'm human-centric. So I don't give a fuck. So that's the first one. Uh, and even animal rights, animal experts, primate experts, says it was the right call. But hey, listen, these people are assholes on the internet who they, they sign petitions and uh, they they know better because you know they signed on to a fucking social media today and all of a sudden they became an expert in primate behavior. Hey, how about that chimp uh, that was that, that that chimp in Stanford years ago? That chimp in Stanford that the woman had as a pet. You know, he, he fucking drank wine, he had Xanax. I mean, this is how nuts some people are. It's just so screwed up in the head. So that that chimp listen i'm not, i'm gonna stop short of saying it was domesticated but i mean it basically you know lived with this it was a companion to this nut job lady and it ripped her friend's face off and beat her within an inch of her life but this this gorilla who lived in a zoo who was thrown slabs of meat and trapped in there like a prisoner they're gonna react fine don't you worry about it. it's a risk we can take it's only a three-year-old it's going to be cool. Don't worry about it. So that's the first hot take. You hear the flames? That was my flame. The second one. The, uh, well, there's actually a few now that I think about it. The second one is that, um, well, Christ, if they're going to be so many, Brian, why can't you remember them? No, the second one is, well, there should be justice for Harambe. Well, Harambe is dead, so I'm not sure what kind of justice it will be. But there's a petition saying that the boy's parents should be held criminally responsible. And and I am on that page right now. That page at, this is at change.org, Cincinnati Zoo Justice for Harambe. And that, uh, I, I don't know what it gets at this point. It says, petitioning Thay Manor Zoo Director and Botanical Gardens, uh, Hamilton County Justice for Harambe, whatever. Said it's okay. I'm not going to read. I've spared the fucking bolt. All right. So it says uh, sign this petition. Uh, they need five hundred thousand signatures. For what? I don't know. Well, let's read this. We'll make this quick. Da, 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 da. We the undersigned believe the child should not be able to enter the enclosure under proper parental witnesses. Claim they heard the child say he wished to go in the water. Kids say lots of stupid. You know, one time I probably mentioned this on the podcast before. I, I went nuts because I wanted to drive the car with with, uh, you know, plastic keys. I started screaming at my father. I was two years old, so I wanted to do something. 
but I guess I didn't drive away the car though. But um, please sign this petition to encourage the Cincinnati Zoo and oh, hold the parents responsible. I was wondering. I knew that, but um, so Sheila Hurt, you started the petition, so you're the number one nut job of the day. Um, but okay, it needs five hundred thousand uh, signatures. Again, I don't know what that actually does. If some sort of trigger goes off at five hundred thousand, everyone dances around kumbaya like a bunch of wild pagans, but. It, at this point, it has 463,599 signatures. The fucking lunatics of the planet have spoken. Remember that Simpsons episode when Marge, uh, she, she, she protested against the itchy and scratchy cartoons. And um, Roger Myers Jr., the, the owner, whatever, said, yeah, yeah, whatever. More people signing, started sending stuff in, started sending stuff in, including a letter that said, I will not break if I see you in the street. Um, he then said, the screwballs have spoken. And they have. They want this parent. Now, I'm sure all these 463,599 people are just fucking perfect people. Perfect parents. I'm sure they never text and drive. They probably got into an accident. I'm sure they let their kids, they have their, under their, their kids under lock and key every time they're trying to watch terrible reality TV and, you know, and light one cigarette with another while washing it down with Coke 45. Oh, I'm sure you're fucking perfect, right? Listen, it was a bad job. Bad job out of that kid. Uh, that the, Bad job out of the kid. That kid, damn it. I'm going to have him on a guest on the Red Ticket Blues podcast. No, that parent. And I'm sure that parent would, would like to, you know, take that moment back. If they could trade anything in the world, they would take that moment back. To hold, hold that kid, that child, that, that Jesus, I'm keep on. I want to put this kid behind bars. This, this parent responsible is absolutely insane. Insane, okay? insane so uh that was for effect you get it uh and the other what was the other thing going on with harambe the people said that the uh encampment encasing should be higher um well you know what are you gonna do uh they never had an issue there in 67 years it's been covered by every every it's been you know approved by everything and i don't know it it's what's done is done can we just come to the agreement that a human life is more valuable than a gorilla? I'm sorry the gorilla died. It's an endangered species, and I wish it didn't. Well, there should be zoos in the first place. Well, that's a different argument. Stop. That was another thing, arguing people on Twitter. Well, they shouldn't be in there. Well, okay, then take that up with fucking zoos, and then not with these people. I'm swearing a lot. Oh, man. I saw this other thing the other uh, today. People in Russia, this is in the New York Post, they really pick up the, the hot stories. Uh, people who have raised this bear from uh, bears again. I can't get away from the bears. These bear, this bear from, from birth, and now they eat with it, and they, they, they sip tea with it. It's, it says in the New York Post they read with it. I, I think we're getting a little crazy. Bears don't read, okay? I'm pretty sure. Uh, so there's the people exist all over the planet where they think that, you know, you can have the problem is we become so in love with dogs and cats that we think all animals are have the same you know love and compassion. Oh, come here, you little bear! Come here, you little gorilla! That's all of a sudden you know your face is being beaten to a bloody pulp and it's as flat as a pancake. Let's move on from the world of gorillas. Um, hopefully, we don't have to visit that anytime soon. Excuse me. Uh, and we'll go to baseball here now. Tony Gwynn, but Jesus, twenty three minutes. I am not going to get to everything I want to. 
Uh, Tony Gwynn, rest in peace. Um, I do value his life more than Harambe's. <laughs> Fucking call me, get, call me a terrible person if you want. I don't give a shit. Uh, Tony Gwynn has sued the uh, his family. Tony Gwynn died a few years ago from... What did he die from? He died from a salivary, a salivary gland cancer in 2014. His family has filed a wrongful death lawsuit Monday against the tobacco industry, charging that Gwynn had been manipulated into the addiction to smokeless tobacco that ultimately killed him. Now, uh, Gwynn was a... He, dude had a lip in all the time. All-time great player. 3,000-plus hits. And... You know, very young, in his 50s, died uh, way, way, way too soon. Um, but I'll tell you this, this is not something I like. Um, I don't like, this is... Gotta, gotta, gotta be sensitive here. People are dying. I, I also don't like the idea of suing the gun companies involved in Sandy Hook. Uh, maybe getting a little too political here, but I'll, I'll just say this. You got a problem with guns, that's one thing. If, you know, people buy guns and use them for the wrong reasons, that's another. And I feel like this in the same way. Now, this is, now, I am no lawyer. Maybe somebody can tell me who knows a little bit about this. They are filed this lawsuit. How is this lawsuit any different than the cigarette lawsuit, that the tobacco lawsuit that was filed years ago? And they sort of settled. They basically said, listen, we're going to pay all them, not pay all the money up front, because I think it goes like 2025, but they're paying out to states to Medicare uh, Medicaid and Medicare probably um, that deal with the effects of tobacco smoke and from certain families that are involved in the lawsuit. Uh, but I think that has sort of a statute of limitations afterwards. It's sort of like, yeah, we're going to pay for everything now. And, uh, you know, then we won't worry about anything afterwards. To a certain extent, it's almost like putting parental advisory explicit lyrics on a, on a uh, CD. Actually, it's nothing like that. I'm just trying to make an analogy. No. Well, it's kind of where you could say, listen, you want this? Listen, you got it. Boom. You win there. Guess what? We can do whatever we want now and we're untouchable. That's the analogy I was trying to make. You, the smart people listening to the podcast get it. The other people, well, you're, you're going to have to tr- try to catch up. Uh, so at this point now, I, I don't know what they do. I don't know how many, how much legs this okay let's see here richard a danner danard a law professor at northeastern university specializes in tobacco liability litigation but is not involved in the case that gwyn's family quite likely had a very strong case because the tobacco companies knew of the health risk at the time gwyn began using the product he added that gwyn's status as not just a star but a person extremely well regarded by teammates opponents fans and news media could make him sympathetic to a jury uh, now, I know in San Francisco, Los Angeles, and Boston, they passed bills this season that ban the use of smokeless tobacco at ballparks, including used by players. Um, and New York passed similar litigation uh, this year, which I think is one of the dumbest things in the world. Because um, I'm really not a fan. I'm a fan of... I really want to stop banning things. We have to ban the practice of banning things. I don't like bans. You've heard me say this. This is a repetitive talk on this podcast. I don't care. I will. You are not going to ban the talk of me talking about banning, banning things. You can't ban that. There's no ban on that. And I'd like to see a try. So good luck with that, uh, Tony Gwynn's family. Um, I don't know. I... You get involved in something, you know, what, what, what about alcohol? Or what about, you know, cocaine? Do I go to my... Well, I guess because it's illegal, that's, that's a little different. But alcohol. Have there, has there ever been a case with that? 
Yeah, you always make me drunk. Or more along the lines of, I've drank myself to death and you should be responsible, Mr. Anheuser-Busch. All right, well, let's... uh. Should we end this? Uh, let's let's talk quickly baseball here, and then I'll I'll let you guys enjoy the rest of your day. Oh, you want more, don't you? You want more? I'm only one man. Christ Almighty, it's late at night here, and I'm throwing down this beer. I mean, come on, the Waldo Special, eleven and a half. But I can hang. I don't give a shit. All right, so baseball right now. Um, the New York Mets. Matt Harvey back on track. Two New York pitchers back on track. CC never really lost it this year. He's been pitching amazing. CC Sabathia, yes, the big fat man. Everyone wrote off. I was going to say written off. Wrote off his problems with alcohol. Matt Harvey it's just issues anywhere. Pitched a gem the other day against the Chicago White Sox. Did they win today? Let's see. I was I was in the car. I was in the car. And uh, I didn't hear the whole game. Let's see. Ah, the White Sox won. So the Mets are 29-23 now. Definitely come back down to earth. And the Yankees, well, the Yankees, like I said, I'm not going to get angry anymore because the team stinks. I just get annoyed at you know, the likes of Joe Girardi who, you know, Mark Teixeira. Listen, Mark Teixeira's a bum. Can, can we all just admit that at this point? And, and the Yankees are losing one nothing. They can't fucking hit anything. My, their offense is so pathetic. Um, but Mark Teixeira's a bum. He had a few good years. Listen, the guy, when he, he he was streaky, he had some big-time hits, especially in those first few seasons. But And he wants to play a few more years, what, four or five more years? It's, that is a freaking joke. Um, absolute joke. So the other day, he was on with Mike Francesa. And, I, and you know what? I didn't even hear this. I heard uh, this was talked about on the Bronx Pinstripes podcast, which is a great podcast for any Yankee fans out there. Um Scott Ryan and Andrew Rotundi, I believe those are the names of the gentlemen, the Bronx Pinstripes. They're talking about how um, Girardi was on with Francesa last week, saying that the reason his his neck, Mark Teixeira's neck is sore, and it has to do with he's been batting from one side of the plate too much, and uh, he just can't get used to the other side. Will you stop? Just (laughs) can this guy cut the shit? I mean, he is a switch hitter. This is my issue with Girardi. You know, Fuck Teixeira. Okay. This is my issue with Girardi. Just say what you feel. Say what you mean. You don't mean this this hoity-toity kid glove crap you say. You can't. Because it's crap. <laughs> it's Just say what you feel, man. It's, listen, this team stinks. Listen, we're not a good... Okay, then I, he's not going to say that. But Listen, we're not a good baseball team right now. Uh, we're, we're struggling a lot and you know, a lot of things are going to have to change because we're just not playing very well right now. This is a, this is not a good team and it's, it's tough coming in here every day. What's wrong with saying that? You're not going to lose your job. Steinbrenners don't even care. They probably forgot they have a baseball team and Cashman's just whatever. Who cares? He's, he's looking for the next pitcher to blow money on. But Mark Teixeira is back in the lineup. So just in case you were wondering, Mark Teixeira is back. And uh, let's see. Let, let's let's see how that young man is. Let's I looked at the average before. Let's see how he's doing. Oh, he's over three tonight. That batting average one eighty six. And Alexander Emmanuel Rodriguez, who looks like he is on life support uh, career wise. Yeah, he hit a home run the other day, and he's one for three. But I mean, Arod is uh, the season ain't last season. I'll put it that way. He's batting even lower at one seventy six. So let's take a look at this for a second. 
our old friend Chase Headley looks like Cy Young compared to them, and he's batting 233. So that's the Yankees. The uh, the other one, at least an interesting story came out of the Yankees today, and that was Ivan Nova. Um, trash some house, I guess he used to live in, uh, in outside of New York. I guess he was renting, uh, paying $4,000 a month there. Cockroaches everywhere. There are all sorts of shit left everywhere. Major League Baseball player trashing a rental house. Yeah, it says here, all right, ruckus parting resulted in broken lights, windows, ceilings, cabinets, ceiling fans, doors, kitchen appliance, and faucets, the papers say, in addition to confusing gum stains. Confusing? Ew, what is that? Left around the house. Then afterwards, uh, after the Novas moved out, Rodriguez said he's, this is not A-Rod, this is the landlord, um, said he witnessed hordes of cockroaches crawling throughout the single-story home, which was left uninhabitable. Uh, they also, Nirate Nova said his name wasn't on the lease. I had nothing to do with it. I haven't done anything. People want to take advantage of the opportunity. I understand that, but I'll fight it. Uh, he said he was in Tampa. I intend to vigorously. Da, 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 da. Yes, there was some sanitary issues as well. Uh, yet rampant cockroach infestation at the house they rented at 124 Sherman Avenue in White Plains. So, Ivan Nova. Hey, we all know someone in the neighborhood, someone like Ivan Nova. Or you, some, you see someone growing up, like a house, it's like, God, I wonder what goes on in there. I had a few of them. Actually, well, they weren't right on my street, but they, they were within some. Some people, I, some kids I went to school, I said, God almighty, who knows what happens in that house? I don't even want to know. They probably shit on the floor. I wouldn't even be, does Ivan Nova shit on the floor? It didn't say anything about Ivan Nova shitting on the floor. But remember, it did not say anything either there was nothing that approved that it didn't happen so keep that in mind next time he uh gives up a bomb all right uh staying uh local to the boston red sox continue to this you know when i had chad finn on a few a uh, few months ago we both thought what the hell with these red sox i do not see what is so great about this team i am i, I am i'm puzzled why they are predicted so high the pitching is really starting to come together. The hitting, I mean, Mookie Betts at three home runs last night. The Red Sox look great. Uh, what else happens? Marlon Bird suspended for 162 games. Steroids, you big fat pig! Guess those weren't just steroids. Well, I'm, I'm, uh, get performance enhancing drugs tonight, too. You know, 11.5% beer. And, and honestly, it doesn't even taste that good. Uh, the Waldo Special Ale. Just wanted to remind everyone in case you were wondering. All right, so that may be the podcast. Um, I guess I got a little too ahead of myself with my Harambe stuff. Didn't have enough to get. I mean, I'm already at 35 minutes. I'm not going to sit here and bore you guys anymore. So if you can find evidence of uh, Ivan Nova not shitting on the floor, definitely bring that to my attention. Remember, this podcast, you want to you wanna tell people about the podcast? That's a great way. Hey, look at my, uh, you know, look at my beefsteak tomatoes coming in. I listen to the Red Ticket Blues podcast. That's it's so seamless, right? <laughs> I mean, that's perfect, perfect segue. Um, of course, word of mouth is always great, but if you want to see, you want to hear every episode and not miss any, you're going to subscribe on all those podcasting venues, and that's iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, YouTube, and um, Google Play. I always forget about Google Play for those Android listeners out there. And 
Follow me on Twitter at BrianBuck13 and at RedTicketBlues. If you like the show a lot after you've told everyone and subscribed, do me a favor and leave a review because it can't be that difficult. Uh, this is my father texting me right now in the middle of the podcast. This is hard to watch. I'm assuming it has to do with the Yankee game that they're losing one to nothing. Uh, I hope to share his next all right. Uh, I hope he's back from both sides of the plate so he's just evenly hurt. And uh, we could send him to the morgue. Okay, let's take that back. Not going to the morgue. Um, but remember to leave a review because that always helps. That that helps. Oh, another text message. I think I'd rather watch the gorilla. Oh, man, that is, listen, I'm not even exaggerating. That Those text messages happened at the moment I was doing this, not just for effect. All right, everyone. So remember to subscribe. And like I said, yeah, leave a, uh, leave a review. Yada, yada, yada. All right, we just said all that. So with all that being said, I'm out of here.